0: Welcome to another episode of Ocean Twins. I'm your host Georgia Martell. On today's episode I'll be talking to Bruce and Glenn, fashion designers that live, work and preach together. In today's society where being an individual is celebrated, what's it like growing up and embracing the fact that you are a pair? Thanks to Bruce and Glenn for agreeing to do this podcast. I'm going to get them to introduce themselves because they're they're doing really really amazing at the moment with their fashion brands. so I definitely want them to mention that so um <laughs> say hi guys <laughs> hello
1: we want to say thank you to um ha- for having us here today we appreciate you working around you know the, the craziness that uh, and the time difference too
0: so for, for now like what do you guys do where can people find you and then we're going to get straight into the fun stuff
1: okay so we we uh, do a lot of things yeah. I guess um I guess I don't know. We're, we're I guess we're known as the fashion preachers. Uh, maybe we we know ourselves as the fashion preachers. Maybe don't I don't know know. people know us as a, <laughs> uh, But we are fashion designers, and we also are ministers, preachers at the rock churches um, here in New York City. And we we design our own label, Bruce Glenn Collection. Yeah. So right now it's you'll find leather handbags, but we are expanding to a ready to wear collection um, oh, amazing! as early as september the, the 18th 50, yeah the 18th oh. month. We're launching, yeah, it's launching we're launching some ready to which is really crazy and surreal mm-hmm. relax like, since we've talked last a lot of really mm. wonderful things have bloomed and blossomed we got a grant for fifty thousand dollars
0: amazing
1: to start this clothing line so mm. That's, and it's 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 there's so much behind it. it's too much to talk about right now because that's not what we're here for you know?
0: <laughs> <No worries. laughs>
1: but there's so much behind it it's, it's going to be sustainable it's going to be um, produced as it's ordered at a factory that we're working with in brazil not brazil in the dominican, dominican republic. republic brazil i don't know where i got brazil
0: from oh well this that's exciting this is exciting stuff i'm looking forward to seeing it
1: oh my gosh we're so excited
0: So we're going to backtrack a bit and go into like childhood. First off, do you have any... No, not
1: the childhood. (laughs) I'm joking.
0: No. Do you have any siblings when you came into the world?
1: We have an older sister. She is nine, I believe nine, almost like nine and a half years out senior. Mm -hmm. Um, So she was the only child. And then all of a sudden, two little cute twin babies burst on the scene. And, and we I think, stole her thunder because, you know, she was spoiled. She was a girl. She was the know. princess, you know. And, and she hated us for it. In the beginning, she did. And she told us that, she said. Oh, yes. And she showed us that. She told us that and she showed us that, okay? And, she, you know, she would bully us as little kids, you know. She would always pull rank, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm the old- this, so you have to listen to me and do what I say. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was the first child, too, so she felt like um, she had it harder. You know, it's understandable. You know, parents are uh, a little stricter with their first children or child, Mm -hmm. you know, and and, and they're overprotective, and she was a little more lenient with us, so she was always, you know, shouting about that.
0: So, growing up for you guys, were you... Two peas in the pods. did you have times where you kind of wanted to run off and do your own thing? Uh, how? What's your like, early memories of, of twin brother life like?
1: As far as I can remember, from the very beginning, we were always peas in a pod. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We had a partnership form in the womb. Mm-hmm. That's what we like to say. But
0: <laughs> we've,
1: we've always been together. Uh, we've always preferred to be together. I remember when we were kids in our preschool, the teachers were were bent on separating us. Like mm-hmm. you sit over there and you sit over there.
0: And we were putting us it. in
1: different rooms. And, and we would, I mean, we, we had never experienced being apart up until that point. So we like, I remember- We do um, a tantrum. One instance, mm-hmm. when they try to separate us, I projectile our mom in it right in the teacher's lap.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> you let her know how you I'm felt. Like, you're
1: not gonna <laughs> take me away from my brother. You know? <laughs> she never did that again. Um, <laughs> but we were always together. We always wanted to be together. I know there was a, just a safety in the fact that I could see him, that he was near me, mm. which I think was was great, but also still great. Mm-hmm. But also we had to learn, too, to be a little bit more independent, just a little bit. Not, not you know, but mm. a little
0: bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, also another big thing is like discipline. Like for example, if you guys were fighting over something, not agreeing with something, how would your like parents decide how it was? Would it be like okay, if you can't agree she on something?
1: Decide. She didn't decide. She Oh, would, she we let. Were both, she would. We would both get it. You know. Oh, okay. but it was? Because she, she, she would say she would say that you're supposed to keep him out of trouble and he's supposed to keep you out of trouble. So I don't want to hear it. Both of And you if we ever fought, she would sit us down and reprimand us and say, you never fight each other. Mm-hmm. She's, Cause we I don't want to say the words that she would say, but <laughs> I will say it in a more censored version. She would just say, there's enough people out there on the street that you need to fight, or not mm-hmm. need to fight, that you're going to have to fight. So mm-hmm. you don't fight each other. You mm-hmm. have each other's back, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, we would fight every once in a while, you know, like just like, like stupid stuff, you know, mm. like, you know, we'd be play wrestling. And then, you know, grandma always says, stop that tussling in my house mm. because she knew that if you started playing, that eventually. Someone's somebody's gonna gonna crack. Some, right, <laughs> Someone's going to get Even some. Before you know it, we were biting each other's hair out of our scalp.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, with my daughters, it's usually over an object. They both want the same thing at the mm. same time. So I just tend to, if they can't play with it, just take it away. No one can have it. It's just the the easier way. I try not to pick Um, a side. Unless I I clearly have seen one as like, just whacked one and the other girl in the face out of the blue. And then I'm like, come on, you can't do that. But most of the time, I just try and keep it the same. You treat Mm -hmm. them the same. You're both going to get the punishment together or whatever. Mm -hmm. So what was like early school days like were you like the twins of the school which you kind of enjoyed or or was you like oh no I want to go this way I'm gonna go that way
1: no, I don't know um well like early early like kindergarten things like that we were separated mm. um and I think they they did that like you know because they thought it was better for us socially and, and developmentally but I, I don't know we weren't were we popular we weren't very popular I mean people we, knew us because we were twins default Mm, so it was yeah. like a default thing, like the twins, the twins. You and know? then we also, we started our first business in high school. It was called Twin Sports, and we would um, put fabric, paint, and glitter on headbands and t-shirts, and we would customize it for for people. So that's And we were cool. very intent on making money. You know, we always have been, just because we never had any of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like growing <laughs> that's up. A
0: good, that's a good motivator.
1: <laughs> right. And so we we really out um, overworked ourselves. Thinking back to it now, because we would we would literally because we were in competition with another um, brand that sort of did the same thing that we did, but their turnaround wasn't as fast as we were. So okay. we would get the order that day and then have it for people the next day. So people mm-hmm. would come to us as opposed to coming to that other brand. So mm-hmm. we were known in high school because of our business, and everybody um, bought from us. Well, that's cool. But I mean, I guess, I guess, I think when you're twins, you know, even if you're not like the cool or the popular twins, like by default, you're known. Mm. It's like the twins, and then people can say, it's "Oh, I know." It's, it's only three sets school. of two, Which the one? The black ones, the white ones, or the Chinese ones? You know, and like, oh, the black ones, Bruce and Gwen. You know.
0: <laughs> okay, because with like twin studies and stuff, there's a fine line between like codependency and independence and I know you all have gone through adolescence that's kind of the time you want to make a name for yourself you want to you're figuring out who you are what was the adolescence time for you did you guys decide that oh your your interests are different or you like purposely wanted to do different things to kind of get your own individualism or did you always kind of like no we're bruce and Glenn?
1: Yeah, we found comfort in each other, you know, and motivation and I don't know. It, we it were just... each other's keeper. And we were, quite honestly, we were very content with it just being the two of us.
0: <laughs> 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 you
1: know, we didn't, we didn't need any friends outside of our circle. Our two-person circle. Our two-person circle. Is it a point, or is it a rectangle or square? I don't know. It's Um, just a line, two points.
0: (laughs) Just straight, back and forth, back (laughs) and forth.
1: So we were very comfortable with that. It wasn't really until we came to church, right? I mean, because we we did have friends, but no no friend group was was sort of welcomed into the inner circle of Bruce and Glenn. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't really until we came to church that we realized the importance of opening up a little bit and not being so closed in, you know, mm-hmm. with one another. And our pastor would always say, listen, if Bruce and Glenn could just have Bruce and Glenn and Jesus, they'd be completely fine. <laughs> they don't need anyone else. Like our pastor actually told that to like some <laughs> our girls that we were that we're dating. Mm-hmm. She sat down and she said, listen, Bruce and Glenn don't need you. <laughs> If they can have just them and Jesus, they would be completely fine.
0: Oh, gosh. They're uh, looking at you like, look at him like, oh, God. <laughs> I
1: know. <laughs> so yeah. you have to figure out if this is something you want because um, they're not going to separate, you know, even once they get married. And but, it's true. You we know, don't, I we mean, don't plan on separating. I think that we want to really- live in the same house. Not each, me. Not <laughs> or, or either I am. the same the the same apartment building. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's gotta be close to each other. We gotta be able to like you Hopefully know. it can be connecting closets, like our closets could connect. Uh-huh. And then we can
0: walk in each other's think Some people
1: think it's crazy and we say, So what? We don't care. Are you a twin? This is my life. I gotta live it. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but but the the beautiful thing, like The thing that I found to be so beautiful in coming to church was that God makes you well-rounded. And so I think before church, we had this world, this Bruce and Glenn world, and we were comfortable in it. If somebody came into it, they could come into it to a certain extent. But, you know, we were limited and we were just really happy with just it being me and Glenn, you know. We would go on brother. We would have our brother's nights out. You know what I mean, and we would go for <laughs> we would go shopping, we would go to dinner, and we would have we would see a movie. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. That we was clean, fine, with that, and that was know? completely fine. But when we came to church, our unity and how close we were was celebrated by our pastors. They said, "This is beautiful. This is from God." You know, God made mm-hmm. you twins from the beginning, and then they helped us to see that sometimes we were closed off. Yeah. Um, in, into each other. So that happened in church, and they said, You need to open up and expand. It's okay if you guys are not <clears> together all the time. And they sent us different places to do different Bible studies in different places with a different mm-hmm. groups. And, mm-hmm. and we were preaching together. We were preaching together, you know, like mm-hmm. I would say, you know, we would tag team He preach. would say apart. I would say apart, and he would say apart. And it was and like we that would act it like out with each other. We would be David and Goliath, and I would go, Oh, And he would be Goliath, and he would fall, you know. And it was kind of like our thing, and mm. for us mm. in our minds, that kind of defined who we were as yeah. ministers. Like we're the twin ministers. And so one who, day we were set down years in, and our pastor was like, "It's a new season. God started a new thing, and so we're gonna try something new. You guys are gonna preach separately." And we were like, "That's what defines us as ministers. You can't do that, please no." Oh, no. You know, and then we we realized in the process of it like what god God was was strengthening us in areas where we were weak individually dependent on one another yeah and and we we even saw it because uh when we would sit on the train i think we said this last time i don't know Mm. but my my back would hurt that's just sitting beside each other i'm like why is my back hurting and i realized it's because bruce is leaning on me you know and i'm like can you can you not lean on me can you sit up you know, because you know, and they, I will like, always be leaning on him when we sit on the not train. Not even unknowingly, it mm. was just sort of, you know, us or almost sort of melting together. You know, like like back into the womb. Mm. Mm. You know, back into the womb. Mm. <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs>
1: and, and I realized I, I I took it as a sign. You know, something physical that was happening that God was trying to show us spiritually that we were we were too. Um, depending on one another. We're supposed to be codependent, right? Or interdependent. Interdependent, but not codependent. Not
0: codependent, yeah.
1: So the interdependency is like holding each other up, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm your strength and you're my strength. You know, when I'm weak, you can be strong. And when I'm strong, So it's really been for the last two or three years that I think God's been doing this process in us where he's strengthening parts of us that, that we were weak and didn't realize it because we had the other as a crutch.
0: So, so let's go back to what was dating like is it always been has it ever been like one of you dating the one's not then that's become an issue or the 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 girlfriend not understanding the relationship which of um, um, of course would eventually create some sort of issue how how was that for you guys
1: well it's it, in in times past I guess so I guess I'll put it like this pre ministry right because mm-hmm. Now, now that we're in ministry and we're in, in a leadership position and we're example to a lot of very young kids who are impressionable and mm-hmm. whose hormones are running wild. And know? they're looking to us to, you know, kind of see a blueprint of like, you know, I'm here, I'm in church, you know, I'm trying to do the right thing. So let me look at the people who are, you know, ministering to we, me. We're leading. a little more careful these yeah. days about um, how we approach a relationship. Mm And how we approach dating, and but in times past, we always sort of had girlfriends at the same time, so we were always dating at the same time, except for I guess the last, the last, the last before this time, (laughs) the last before this time, the last where I was engaged to be married. Actually, Mm -hmm. it had gotten to that point, Mm -hmm. and it, it, it. it just didn't work out because there were just a lot of things we could I got see. her out of here. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there were just a
1: lot of things that we couldn't see eye to eye on. Oh, but she, she herself did not understand, in some instances, our relationship, you know, yeah. the closeness of our relationship. And that, that was a little bit of a problem. And anyone who comes into our life and thinks that they're going to marry us, you know, mm-hmm. is going to have to understand the depth of our relationship and be okay with it or willing to learn and... Understand it, you know at least. I I know and I know it's a hard thing or a challenging thing to understand because if you don't have a twin, someone you spent your whole life with, someone who is uh closer to you than the next the next closest thing than yourself, you know you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Who knows you? Who knows every secret about you? Who knows? Who knows? What like you're just thinking. before the call, he said, "You're thinking what I'm thinking, aren't you?" And I was like, "I don't know." And he was like you're thinking something that you don't want to say because you know you probably shouldn't say it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. And I thought it, and I was going to say it to you, but I'm not going to say it. Mm-hmm. And it's so, like, we know each other so well. That I can you know? look at his face and know what he's thinking. You know, mm-hmm. I, can, I can see a gesture and know how he feels about a situation or a person or a thing, you know? And that, that's how close we are. And, you know, whoever comes into our life, has to understand that level of relationship that we have
0: yeah because it's it's hard because obviously we're like socialized into thinking your significant other in you know, a like in a relationship like marriage or whatever is is going to be the one and only your your most per, you know your mm-hmm. best friend your everything obviously you come with a best friend you was born with so already it, I, I, yeah already so i can imagine it's a very I like hard i in the meeting <laughs> yeah it is a very hard dynamic to come into because i guess anyone coming in will deep down know that they'll never know you like your brother does so i'm yeah. guessing that's something and
1: hard i can understand to do. i can understand how that would be you know yeah. intimidating you know yeah. a, a bunch of things but i think we we also in our minds understand that there's a certain level of patience that we need yeah. to have, you know, because I, I don't want to say that we're going to change our relationship. We're not. You know what I mean? And and we are very clear about that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also need to have a certain level of patience, I think, for a person to come in and understand, understand that, you know, like even like the young ladies we're dating now, you know, you know, it's it's been a process, you know, you know, it's been kind of like off and on. Mm. Not, not, not too much, not too much off, but, you know, it's been slow, a slow Mm. process Mm. because it's like, I'm, I'm welcoming you and showing you my world and what it is, you know, Mm. and it's really not going to change, you know, and if we have to have too many talks about, you know, like, can we go on and I get, I get this, can we go on separate dates? You know,
0: (laughs) (laughs) you guys go, so you guys go to dates together as well.
1: Twin yeah. dates, and that's also for that's but also that's for also accountability. for it's for accountability and testimony okay. purposes. Okay. okay. At this Fair point, you know?
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So, it, of course, when we're married and things like that, we're not going to go on double dates all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. We're going, go for sometimes for fun, you know. Um, <laughs> but they're like, is but,
0: this is this it? They're like, we're never going to get away from the other one.
1: <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, we have we have a test. I went on a date with 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 the girl that I'm dating, separate. It was mm. her birthday, so I just mm-hmm. wanted to do something special. And and bam, as soon as we're walking down the street holding hands,
0: <laughs> what did you tell, tell me? You said that. No, so,
1: there's a member, there's a member of the church like walking towards me. Oh, like,
0: okay. oh, okay. Oh,
1: you know, I'm like, oh gosh, you know what I mean? So, you know. And this is not—it's not anything public, you know—that like we're displaying around church and stuff. Oh, okay,
0: okay. It's something
1: that we are early days. It's early, and we're trying it out, you know, just to Mm. see what you know before, you know. You you
0: announce it, and the pressure—we
1: announce it, you know—to see if it's something that you know we're going to throw it against the wall. (laughs) Maybe that's not the best (laughs) (laughs) And see if it sticks. (laughs) He's gonna throw it against the wall in their relationship and <laughs> see if it sticks. That's not good. That's not the best analogy, but you you understand what I'm saying. We're, we're testing the waters and see if no, it's no, but just... we don't want to be known as testers, you know, within the church realm. <laughs> <laughs> so, no,
0: that's not that's not a good one. That's
1: not good. So you know what I mean? So we gotta tread lightly, you know what I mean? We yeah. have to tread lightly. I mean, right now the responsibility that we have as ministers, and and so there's like a lot of layers, you know, there's mm. our twinship. There's the responsibility as ministers. There is our professional and business career. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that are like, like, you know, fighting for attention, you know, so to speak, you know? And, and when, when we're dating someone, when I'm I'm dating this young lady, I have to make sure that she knows, like, there's a lot going on. Right. You know, she's like, fine, just, you know, communicate, you know, let me know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. So... What was because oh, I know you're originally not from New York. Was that like a joint decision? As I said, you both are in business together. How yeah. that, has that always been like? You one designs, one is the organizer, and how do, how did we get to New York?
1: Yeah, we were like two uh, yin and a yang. We 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 knew we wanted <laughs> to do something in fashion when we were in high school, but I think in the early days we were too afraid to kind of confess that because. Back then, in those days... um, In those days, (laughs) back then? You said it like we were from the 70s. Um, Back then, in those days, it was a little... What was that? The taboo? The late 90s, early 2000s. Not even taboo, but just just like... So we're from the hood, you know, and in the family, and from a Black family, you know, so... You gonna be a fashion designer. Hold on, wait, you know. It they okay. Charlene, okay with Charlene? Charlene, did you ask them the most important question? They said they're gonna be fashion designers. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wrote, like, you know. So so it was it was it was hard for us to even say, you know, to our family and our friends um that going to, to, to be fashion designers until mm-hmm. we just decided, you know what, this is what we wanna do. Be like whatever. And we you gotta so- declare a major in college. He's going for fashion design. I'm going for fashion merchandising and business marketing. So we knew that we were always going to work together because you know we're always together. And, and we, we had both have the same We had this dream to move to New York City, and in between our sophomore and junior year of college, we got an internship, which is a long story in itself. And we moved to New York City that summer to do this internship with House of Darian, Beyonce's, Beyonce's company. company. Yeah. So, Oh my gosh. That was, that was, it was really amazing. And it was very, you know, Devil Wears Prada, not because of Beyonce or anybody. Beyonce's team was amazing. Beyonce was amazing. Her mother was amazing. But then if there's other people who are working, who are like, this is Beyonce's company. And they're Mm -hmm. like, they'll, they'll kind of like, you need to clean the floors, you know? And that's not even like the sentiment of Beyonce or her mother, or they, you know, they want to make you pay. Yeah, again.
0: it's always it's always that sometimes in companies, it's like the the boss is great, but then the people sometimes the people around are like, it's yeah. like it's gone to their head, they're like, you're not even the person, uh-huh. exactly. you're not even the owner of the company. Chill out. It's
1: like you know when you go into like you know a high end store, and the person's like. Can you even buy anything here? I'm like, can "Can you buy anything here? You the employee. You the employee. You ain't the owner. Can you buy it? You know what I mean? With your discount, you can buy it. Oh, Okay. (laughs) You know. So it was like the same thing. You know. So we. It was very. It was very. It was a very rough internship. Needless. Well, not needless to say, but uh, what wound up happening was that we could not afford to go back to school. Mm. We had a balance from last year and an upcoming balance from the the coming year. The coming year, right? And so the company that was the licensing company for House of Darion at the time wound up hiring us and, and we wound up moving to New York City, right?
0: Mm-hmm. In the
1: midst of college. This was so crazy. I, I felt like I was like in a movie. I don't know. Yeah. I got, it was like so, it was like a whirlwind. It was. I mean we got we got like the minimum base salary you could think of. I think we were making twenty five thousand dollars a year. Yeah. A piece. So we could really barely afford to live in New York City. After taxes, that was like $16,000 yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like
0: yeah,
1: a year. And so we got an apartment by some miracle and we began living in New York City. You know, mm-hmm. we, we worked for American Rag for a couple years. He designed non denim woven bottoms. Oh, I, did not design bottom I designed non denim woven bottoms. And I designed tops and top dresses. dresses. Mm-hmm. And then we got a job offer. It's, it's a lot of stories in here in the midst of this, but I'll give you mm-hmm. the short version to to work for sean john woman's collection and we became mm. the co-chief designers of sean john's woman collection and then we did apple bottoms with nelly we did uh, that was Monster like
0: the oh well, that was the good times back then <laughs> i just remember the music right? videos and stuff it was great uh, uh,
1: and we were we you know we were making a lot of money doing this stuff and we we moved from that first department to a beautiful uh, marble, you know, all, mm. all the amenities you could think of in, mm. in a Harlem. stainless steel fridge. Uh, mm.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> fairy wood cabinets. A fireplace we had. all marble oh, wow. There. It was the most beautiful apartment in Harlem. And then, uh, and then we got laid off. Mm. Oh, so damn. it all came crashing down. We got evicted from our apartment. No, we didn't get evicted. It didn't make it that far. It didn't make it that far. But oh, yeah. We were very close to being evicted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, we, and our pastor, who works in real estate, was able to talk to the property owners and help work out a deal that, that we were able to move out of the apartment. We still owe money. He was like, you know what? Just forget about it. Forget about the money you owe. I mean, it was, I mean, you know, it's been a journey. And I, when mm. I tell people, like, there were hills and valleys, I of remember- we had to walk in, uh, we had to work, we had to go to work. I'm saying like some Home Depot. I don't know if you have a Home Depot. Do you guys have anything like Home well, Depot?
0: Well, yeah, it was equivalent, but yeah, not Home Depot, but equivalent stores.
1: So after working at Sean John, hair designers, you know, with Nelly, with Trey songs, we With had, all the celebrities and, you know, meeting people. We got laid off. We, were, we, we stayed laid off for a while. We were doing like odds and ends, freelance yeah. jobs. And um, then our pastor was like, you guys need to find a job. And so we were searching for jobs in the fashion industry and we couldn't find any. And I remember one of our pastors called and said, you need to find a job today. Apply at Home Depot. I said, Home Depot?
0: (laughs) You're like, I passed that stage.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know nothing about no
0: tools.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or wood. And so she was like, Home Depot is hiring. Apply that happened the next like day what? we get we've been applying for so many jobs no callbacks Appli- she tells us to apply for home depot the very and jobs next and fashion right
0: mm. at this
1: point jobs and fashion it, it seemed had like dried up and like we, there was definitely like no position like that would be like chief designer there was yeah. all these assistant positions so i was even like applying for assistant positions nothing um we mm. get hired at home depot and i'm working there and i just feel and, and, And I shouldn't feel like this, you know? Because plenty of people work at Home Depot. At Home Depot, they make a great job. They make a career out of it. They have benefits, all that good stuff. But I just feel so low every every day I'm going to work. I feel so embarrassed. I feel so degraded, you know? And this is like, so I'm like, you know, I'm like a little brat, you know? And I recognize this. I didn't recognize it then. I just felt like some great injustice had been done toward me. And God, what are you doing? (laughs) You know? And I remember I'm working at Home Depot and I have on this orange apron Mm. and I'm walking up to people and I'm saying, excuse me, would you like some kitchen cabinets? You know? And that (laughs) that was my line I had to say, you know? (laughs) And coming through the door are people who worked for me when I was at Um, Home Depot, when I was at Sean John. Yeah. People who reported to me. And I remember seeing them and I ran and I cried and I hid and I pulled off my apron and I was so embarrassed. And I said, God, why? It was 20 minutes. I couldn't get myself together for a whole 20 minutes. And finally I said, okay, God, whatever you're doing, I just accept it. And amen. Yes. God, forgive me for being so prideful that I can't work at home people who am I to think I can't, you know? And I remember it was a week after that, that, we didn't have to work at Home Depot anymore and God yeah. took us out of Home Depot. But I really believe it was a pro- it's, it's a process, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, I, know, I can't tell, I can't, I'm like explaining this to like the kids that we work with and they're like, oh, they didn't call me back for the acting part, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, it's a process. You gotta go through the process. I, I can't explain to you the deep heart ache that I felt that day when those people walked through the door. I felt like, I, I just, I was, I was heaving. I was crying. <laughs> you know, it was like one of those yeah. ugly, crazy, crazy, crazy cries, you know. But it was a part of the process. And now today, to you have to go through it.
0: You have, you have to right. go through it. Then no one ever, It's very rare you meet somebody unless they're really privileged. They've come from, mm-hmm. like, a lot of money before, where their line of success is, like, straight. It just, it just yeah. never, it's, it never goes like that. So how has been your like your working relationship? Uh, do you just have separate roles? You guys work well together, um, I assume. And then uh, there's never been like an issue regarding work between you guys.
1: Not really. And we've ha- we've had some like, you need to handle this. This is what you are going to handle. You know, we've had mm-hmm. some of those talks like just kind of like reminding each other of like. Like I'm not handling it. That's what you handle. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. those kind of That's talks. your job. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. your job. Your job is to respond to those those kind of questions and those messages. That's your job. You know, right? So, it's- but, I mean, for the most part, we we kind of understand that. Like, I'm 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 just over Glenn. I'm speaking. This is Glenn. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this is Ben <Glenn laughs> speaking. I'm I'm overall the more administrative person. And I usually handle all the financial stuff. Like he, he never knows how much money is in our bank account. You know, he never knows how much money we can spend on certain things. He could, he could be, he could be um, stealing from me. I oh, we
0: know that. that's not happening. Where's he going to go? <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly, right. He never knows those things. Then it's okay. You know, I've accepted that role. And so I make sure I know how much we can spend, you know, how much, you know, we it for certain things and things like that. I make sure the bills get paid, you know, I pay all the bills, I make sure our phone doesn't get cut off. He's like, why is our phone cut off? Because we didn't pay the bill, you know? So, and he handles, like, all the artistic stuff and, you know, all the optimistic, creative things. Mm -hmm. And I'm also good with with relations, relating with people.
0: Well, you're the, (laughs) this is the better one, right? (laughs) So,
1: the for free and we, we you know no we, no no small
0: business people gotta pay people mm-hmm. gotta pay so what advice would you give to maybe you know young like adolescent twins or or adult twins even that are having issues with explaining their relationship like they know they're really close for example and the outside world is kind of coming like you need to be more of an individual you need to you need to do your go your own way you guys have been together you're very successful working as a team what is yeah. any suggestions that you would give? I don't know,
1: it's, it's still very, un, it's still sometimes a little uncomfortable to explain it to people they'll, they'll because they'll be like, they literally what they try to tell you us? Know, you guys need to be. Right. So we just, we really don't discuss it with people. Yeah. You? Because I mean, it's, it's, it's been very annoying in some instances where people would try to tell us how we should relate to one another or what our relationship should be or how we need to be more independent. And it's mm. like, you don't live in our life, you know, you don't know us, you know, you don't know what we what we do on a daily basis, so you really have no right. I would tell them that don't listen to what people say because they have no right to really speak into your life. You I would know? tell them to give them the finger, <laughs> and I mean, the pinky finger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because you know, as a, we live in a very individualistic society, but it's quite strange because when you think about it, everyone's pushed to be an individual. And then you get to a point where it's like, you need to find a partner. You need to find this. So you guys have that.
1: So I I think that they, they they should not feel the pressure either way, you know, mm. because and you might have twins that are a little bit more independent and not, not like us. You you, you have to think about the fact that like, obviously, you know, and I know different people believe different things, but the truth of the matter is that we didn't create ourselves. You Mm. know, there's no way that, all this happened by. A big I mean, thing, whatever we believe, know? I think we can all believe. We can all agree this, that we didn't create ourselves. There's some designer <laughs> up there who designed all this. I mean, you think about how the human body works. It's so intricate that you need a doctor for each part of the body. You need a brain doctor. You need an eye doctor. And those doctors spend years studying for each part of the body. And they still don't know. You still will come up with, with, with conditions and they'll be like, oh, this one has me stumped. I've never yes. seen anything like this. And yes. so there has to be some kind of design. And if God, right, designed, this creator designed it that two people would come into a womb together and be born together, then there has to be a, a, a grand purpose for that relationship, for that Mm. unity, for for those people working together, right? Why else would God send two people at one time in one womb into the world together? Because their purpose, like he doesn't do anything haphazardly. Their purpose is intertwined. Their purpose is intertwined. Yeah. People have to realize, and that's one thing that we really realize, which is why we're very adamant about not letting anything separate or try to come in between this relationship because we didn't put this relationship together. We didn't make ourselves twins. God did. And if he does everything with a very strategic purpose, then our relationship has a strategic purpose and nothing is going to come in between that. You know what would be the perfect thing? If you were born with the person you're going to marry, then you would just know automatically. <laughs> yeah. okay, God, God it would be together. a
0: lot easier. <laughs>
1: it would be a lot easier instead of going and searching and trying and trying and trying. Right. And then. And then down and line and line and dine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what about also, what advice would you give to like twin parents who have young twins at the moment trying to figure out how to manage their relationship or not manage it or just how to create lovely, well-adjusted t- twin children? I
1: think there has to be an atmosphere that cultivates their relationship and the unity of it. Mm. You know, And really, I mean, because, you know, I think our our mother. Our mother was by no means perfect. And who is, you know? And I think about a lot of the things she told us, and I'm like, wow, mom, thank God. If I follow that advice, I'd be in jail. (laughs) Right? I mean, one time she told us, listen, if somebody messes with you in the playground, you tell the teacher. They mess with you a second time, tell the teacher. They mess with you a third time, you kick them in the balls in the name of Jesus. (laughs) And so, you know, I don't think that Jesus wants anybody kicking anyone in the balls in his name, you know? I don't think that's, that's, you know, that's his purpose, you know? (laughs) Um, but what but I, she did she it was what she she really, like, instilled in us that you two have to be together, you have to work together, you are your each other's keeper, you know, yeah. you have to look out for one another. So I think that that was very important for us growing up and understanding mm-hmm. um, that I am to protect him. He's pr- he's to protect me. We're supposed to help each other out, lift and each other And the fact up. that there's two of us is supposed to mean something. She, that would be her, her her famous phrase. It's two of you. It's two of you, you know? Mm. Like, we would get our keys in a house. How did you both forget the keys? It's two of you. We would call her from New York City, and we would say, Mom, we locked our keys in the house. You know, this is, like, early on moving here in New York City. <laughs> and we now need the locksmith to come and and open the door. And he's going to charge us $300 on the spot. We don't have $300. We need $300, you know? She would say, it's two of you. How'd you forget the keys, you know? So I think early on, she understood that there was power in us being two, you know, rather than one. And she cultivated that relationship and made sure that we understood as best as we could to protect that relationship and not let anything come in between that. I think if if you see disunity, if you see a lot of fighting, try to remind them that they they are put together for a reason. They're supposed to help each other out. As my mother would say, she would say, "Fight those ends on the street. Don't fight those. Don't fight each other." <laughs> That's what she would say.
0: Is fair and, enough. You can't argue with and, that.
1: And Mama, then, Mama didn't play around. And then Mama I think did. if you see them being very She's close and almost dependent on each other. It that's a very fine line because it's hard to like for us it was it was very hard and like almost I think that that's a lesson that we had to learn a little later in life and it was easier to learn it then than I think it would have been as as like small children like mm-hmm. you have to go over there and you go over there and it's like I don't understand why you're saying this but mm. like with a more mature mind we understood. You know that God was calling us to mature separately. It, so I it, think it hurt then too, to it Bruce's hurt. point, mm-hmm. early on in the relationship, unity, 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 togetherness, together, togetherness is what needs to be promoted in those relationships. And then as they grow, they'll begin to understand. You know that there are uh, moments where they have to learn their strengths and mm-hmm. their weaknesses too. Yeah. And, and When they come begin- back together, they'll be an even more dynamic duo. Because they they've learned individually, like their own particular strength and yeah. uniqueness,
0: you know. Okay, cool. Well, I just want to say thanks again for agreeing to do the Ocean Twins podcast, and I'm gonna leave it there on that on that last and that last note. <laughs> thank you. I want to say
1: thank you for having us. Yes. Oh, no oh no problem.
0: Thanks for listening to the o Shit Twins podcast. You can find me, Georgia Martell, on Facebook and Instagram at oh shit twins new episodes will be dropping every sunday and please don't forget to like share and subscribe